Professor Bryn Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash the vulnerable scientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. Hi everyone, welcome to the Vulnerable Scientist Podcast. This is your host, Sarah Nyankeri, and today I have Afra with me. Maybe introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Hello everyone, uh, my name is Afra, and my full um, Arabic name um, is Afra, and then Mr. Hussain and the son of Hiram I'm a biomathematician, or we can say a computational biologist. Um, I started uh, my higher education in South Africa. I'm originally from Sudan, mm-hmm. and uh, I grew up. Uh, we are six in total. I'm the second born. Uh, I have four um, four girls, uh, two sisters, and then two brothers. And my family, when I was young, we we they migrated to Saudi Arabia, more specifically Jeddah, which is just across. The Red Sea is not far from Sudan, it's one of the countries. Mm. Um, so I grew up there in, in Jeddah. And then I moved to South Africa for my higher education. I started at the University of Victoria uh, for my Bachelor of Science degree in Biotechnology and further an honors degree in Bioinformatics, also at the University of Victoria, and followed by uh, a Master's and PhD in Biomathematics um, at Rhodes University in uh, the Eastern Cape or in Grahamstown. And currently, um, postdoc at um, Africa Health Research Institute, also mm-hmm. referred to as ARI, and mm-hmm. it's located in Durban. So I've just started recently, and mm-hmm. this is my uh, professional journey. Yeah. So most of your your career journey has been based in South Africa, yet you're not yes. from there. Exactly. Straight, straight here. Mm, that's interesting. Okay, so um, you mentioned you're from Sudan. You Have you lived in Sudan before? For like when you're older, like when you, you could tell who you are? Yes. Um, so um, I was born in Sudan, actually, mm-hmm. uh, not in the capital, in uh, mm-hmm. City or city near the capital um, called Wad Madani, uh, known for farming, and it's uh, close to the Nile River, so that's why it's known for farming. Um, then my parents, uh, I did not live in Sudan. Uh, we we moved, and I grew up in Saudi. I did most of all my schooling actually uh, in Saudi Jeddah, and the schools there were uh, Arabic, so I studied all. My uh, the schooling all was done in Arabic, from math to chemistry uh, to physics, and mm. even the language of communication uh, was in Arabic. So mm-hmm. that's why uh, one of the main challenges when I first arrived in South Africa was the language barrier. Oh. And 
year. And English was only um, taught to us as a second language. Mm. That's it. But we were never taught in English. So that's that's for the schooling. So growing up in Sudan or Saudi is somehow similar because in North Africa is somehow closer to the Middle East. We mm. share the same um, some share some culture like Muslim similar and the religion as well. So I grew up in a very conservative uh, religious family mm. and I I, I lived uh, like uh, my life was completely different from what it is now mm. and I had to somehow swim against the current to prove mm. myself and that I'm worthy of pursuing uh, higher education. It wasn't just a simple decision just to come to South Africa. I really had to convince family to allow me, you know, just to come and just to study. There were cultural barriers. Okay, sorry, let me understand. So you're you're done with school, high school, right? At that time? Yes. Then then where how did you get interested uh-huh. in biotechnology in particular why but why did you decide to do biotechnology tell me from high school to you entering university okay um in high school i was like um very um good in chemistry and mm. math and they were my favorite subjects especially mm. chemistry um, you know that kind of love that you develop uh, for a subject where you feel like studying is not studying. Like I used to not study for exam because I know everything by heart. They say by Yeah. So chemistry was my favorite, and I did very well. And um, I also um, English was my uh, a favorite subject. So mm-hmm. I knew that I had to work hard in English so that it could serve me in the future. So I had to work extra hard for that. But um, yeah, with chemistry, um, I I developed that love for um, the science through chemistry. Mm-hmm. So when I first got here, I did um, a short um, course. It was more of computer uh, engineering certificate in which we studied uh, computer networking or um, architecture of the network or the communication protocol. So it was more of a computer-based degree. Mm. And then from there, I realized that I'm passionate and I I actually love uh, computing. And at the same time, I love biology. Mm. And I I, I excel very well in these two. Then I tried to find, um, while I was going through the degrees that are offered, of course, uh, in our traditional... um, African um, families, they would like me to be a doctor, you know, mm-hmm. uh, do medicine. It's like the preferred degree, or if you, if you do medicine, you made it. Otherwise, anything else is not counted, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I was lucky enough to choose what I want. So I wanted something that is more of a tech, technology, and biology. And at that time, bioinformatics was not that um, common or popular yet. So the closest thing to this was biotechnology, so I did my that, which was a good choice because I get to learn microbiology. It was a combination, it's an interdisciplinary degree. It wasn't focused on one subject. So we had chemistry, microbiology, um, genetics, even zoology. Mm. We did some modules in zoology. 
And then uh, once I started the, the honors, I mean, when I was applying for my honors, I realized mm. that they went to Mathis department, why not? Mm. And from there, if you've noticed the trend, uh, honors uh, do my uh, bioinformatics and master's, mm. PhD, I didn't even deviate from that all the way. Yeah. Okay, so um, how is it like, there's something I wanted to say about you coming from your culture and mm-hmm. wanting, as a woman who wants to pursue education, higher education, how, tell me about that. Oh, okay, uh, it was quite difficult. As I said earlier, it's like I was swimming against the current. Mm-hmm. The norms say, once you finish your high school, you mm. must, uh, like our social contract is like, you must be married, and by this age you must have a kid, and then mm. the cycle starts again. That's mm. it. And for me, I felt like this is war. So mm. I have to um, think of a way out, really. I see it as a break, a break, like an escape. I really needed a way out to see what's going on outside. I can't just be finish high school, marry, and have kids, which is, uh, we do, I don't, I'm not undermining these uh, mm. things, but I felt like there is more of it. So, after finishing, I had to convince my family, and the way I could convince them is to have high marks in order mm. for me to receive uh, a scholarship to go over. Uh, oh, you got a yes. scholarship. Um, no, um, the reason why um, it was not a proper scholarship yet for my mm. undergrad, mm. Um, they wanted me to study at home. But, mm. So the scholarship um, we offered to national, Saudi national only. Mm. Uh, we are living there, but we're not uh, citizens, right? Yes. Mm. So even though I obtained the marks that were required for me to study at the university there, mm. um, Sometimes, you know, our life is quite difficult. Now, you don't choose you because you're not a, a citizen. citizen. Yeah. So I lost my opportunity there, which was something good. Uh, now I had, uh, my parents felt the, the disappointment and they said, you know what, uh, we will allow you um, to go and pursue your studies somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, and yeah, they supported me for my degree. Mm. However, it was with extreme conditions. Um, mm. I had to, <laughs> yes, I had to come first for a trial year, and that's mm. where I did that uh, short course in computer. computer. Yeah, with my and I had to live with my aunt for a whole year, so I was mm. supervised, and uh, we had to make sure that I do not misbehave or if I do. Like one mistake, I'll be sent home the next place. I need that. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, mistake like what? Like uh, maybe going out or coming late. That's enough. Oh. Yeah. And to them, that's the sign of disrespect. However, within me, I haven't um, spoken about my character. I'm a very outgoing person. Like I like to see places. I like to travel. So I, I, and it was not me. Like I had to. Maybe the cinema and we go home. No, I had no friends. 
no choice in life, but mm. I stayed focused uh, so I can prove myself mm. so that they allow me to continue. So, funny enough, um, uh, after completing that degree, I was awarded the, the top student award or achievement. Wow. Uh, really focused. And then they were impressed. Mm. Okay, fine. Uh, now you can maybe pursue your studies further. Okay, with us, now that you've shown us that you're focused and dedicated, you know. Then that's, and my aunt probably spoke about the house saying that I'm a good girl. Mm. <laughs> so they allowed me to now go to UP, but with another condition that mm-hmm. I had to be accompanied uh, by my brother. So they said, you can only go to a university where, where you both accepted me and my brother. Oh. Yeah. So okay. My older brother. Mm. Uh, so we got both accepted, actually, at GP, me and my brother. So he was, like, monitoring my activities, you know. <laughs> mm. And I was, like, really living the life there, first, you know, feeling a bit of independence and freedom. But I'm still being supervised. Yeah. So that's what happened. We started together, and it's so funny. Um, our first names, initials are the same AA and surname, so they mm. should confuse our lives. We used to think that we are the same twins sometimes. <laughs> Wait, you are studying the same course? Yes, the same course. Oh. So. Oh, he was interested in also biotechnology, or who was who was who? <laughs> Interested in biotechnology. Um, we were both uh, sharing the same interest, and uh, uh, that's why people were calling us twins because mm. we somehow like the same things. Even mm. uh, when you get to your third year and you have to pick your majors, um, mm. we somehow pick the same courses. Mm. And uh, the only difference now is we chose a different path and uh, mm. industry, mm. and I chose the academic path, and now more into academia. Mm. And now let's see. Sometimes he tells me experience, and sometimes I tell him academia wins. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see who's gonna make it at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. That's an actual um, interesting part to see how it goes to. Yeah, because straight after his BSc started working, I'm sure now he has like ten years experience, and I wow. have uh, post qualification. So. Well, ten years difference. Yeah, and and this year he's only what had his uh, bachelor uh, bachelor degree, but he has lots of experience working with big companies. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it wasn't a waste time for me because mm. I managed to complete my PhD and start a postdoc. So I also feel like I've gone far, but we don't know in terms of uh, if you want to wait, you you will find out. Yeah. Okay. So, um, questions. So, yeah. Bef- between your um, after you've done your honors, how long did it take for you to decide I want to do um an MSc? Like, what did you do between that gap? Yes. Right. So, um, uh, when I finished my honors, um, now uh, the term education comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you have been outside for so long, uh, you should come home. You know, they were worried, you know, they mm-hmm. didn't want me to be away for so long. Yeah. They wanted me now to settle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
the, the one way to actually somehow like enforce their decision that they said to me, you must come home, they are no longer going or able to find you. So come home, find a job or do do whatever you need to do, but coming home is hard. So I remember that year I went back home and I was somehow like a one gap year mm-hmm. in which I was looking for opportunity to there there. Mm-hmm. And thank you for this question because this is a very important part of my journey. Mm-hmm. Is um I remember I was I applied for to the organization for women in science from the development hall mm-hmm. and uh somewhere around December in that year, after a very long year of disappointment and fighting, and what I needed was an opportunity just to keep myself and just to excel and thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like what all the all, all the organizations for me in science gave the opportunity, and that's just what I did. They sent me that acceptance letter. I remember that they there well. <laughs> I was like overwhelmed. With happiness, uh, mm. and they said now that, and I was so lucky I was funded to do my MSc. It was an MSc converting to PhD. Uh, not many get that. Usually, you get yeah. PhD. I was mm. so worried that I need to find a way to, uh, to do my M- master's so I can't stand a chance to get a uh, PhD. Right, exactly. So they had a, um, that part uh, where they can offer an MSc that converts. Mm-hmm. Once I received that offer, uh, now I started to search for a, uh, uh, for an institute where they have good bioinformatics uh, lab or you know uh, experienced lecturers and supervisors. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I was interested in now that why I I had uh, been accepted at Stellenbosch University and mm-hmm. also I've got an offer from Rhodes University. I have to weigh up my options because um, the bioinformatics of Stellenbosch was more of a genomics side of bioinformatics, mm-hmm. and the one that rose was more of structural bioinformatics. So we do more of studying the complex macromolecules, the enzymes, the So it was uh, there was a, a little bit touch of chemistry, mm-hmm. right? Mm, yeah. The chemistry that you're talking about. Yes, it came back mm-hmm. <laughs> with a big punch. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Um, and you know, no one would consider going to uh, Rose. Not like no one, but given that you have um, two peak of merit, yeah, so like Stellenbosch, Western Cape is higher, right? And then Grandstown. Have you seen? Have you been? I don't know if you've been, but Grandstown is a very small town. Somehow. University town, the university and town. That's it. Mm-hmm. So I had to consider that. I really thought I'll be really um like sad when I go there because I I remember the first day I arrived it was raining and you see like it's a little bit undeveloped. You see cows in the trees. Mm-hmm. You see donkeys walking around and you're like, okay, what did I do? My shopping. But then it, uh, it came up to me. The right decision, I think the best decision I've ever made. Uh, now I like the town is so small and intimate. You connect with people. It wasn't just the PhD and master's that I've done there. I grew up at so many levels. Um, it was great for my self development. Um, 
interacting with people. It just changed the way I think things. Um, that small town made me self-sufficient. Um, mm. I don't need uh, many things to achieve. With minimum, you can do a lot. With me. And I flourished. I really flourished. I, if I maybe was in a big institute, maybe I would have not. I, yeah. I traveled to many conferences. I published. Um, I completed the Portuguese within the allocated time. Um, the only inconvenience was COVID when it happened. So that's it. Otherwise, things were smooth. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's the biomethods I've done. And especially after COVID, now the, the market, um, you can see that there is market for drug discovery, project and design, and yeah. chemoinformatics as well. Um, mm-hmm. so Which is what you did. Yeah, not knowing. I was just following my passion yeah <laughs> and it just happened to be uh desirable so or a hot topic especially after covid yeah so that's that's all i hope that's okay so you haven't liked okay so wait how how did your parents first respond to you Getting a scholarship and wanting to move back to South Africa? Um, okay, in the beginning, they were not happy about it because the ideal situation is to find a job, find mm-hmm. a husband, and settle. That's how yeah. they want it, that's how they see it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the way I broke the news was like, okay, uh, I had to manipulate them a little bit by saying, okay, but there is nothing you have to do. What can I do? I tried. Like, I tried to convince them, and it took me like a month or so mm. until, you know, they tell you, okay, go, but they're not happy. <laughs> yeah. And they're not fully convinced. Mm. And I did, uh, however, mm. the only person that was against it mostly was my mom. So um, you expect uh, uh, to be the one that will support you, but most of yeah. the back home, they brainwash to think that things should go this way. Mm. And sometimes they are the ones that really encounter views of going further. Mm. After, yeah. My father was a, a teacher, so he mm. knows the, the value of education. education. Yeah. So he was the one who felt, he actually came um, for a while, he came and sat down with me. He said, Listen, I don't want you to work, I don't want you to just find a girl and you know, be normal. I actually want you to get to a PhD, I want you to be a prof. I want you to, to pursue, to go further. And and sometimes I think about it and, and I feel proud that I, I made it happen. And mm. and that that's this is what he wanted. Um unfortunately in the, the year two thousand thirteen he passed away, so oh. and yeah. He didn't and come he, to see Yeah. Mm. He didn't see it, but I feel like deep down he kind of believed in the most of the support and uh, decision making, it was his. Like, please allow her, please don't interfere. Like, as if he knew something. Yeah. And, yeah, now I made it true. Like, <laughs> true. Yeah, exactly how he wanted it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing to see that, you know, uh, in our perception, we think that in such a c- cultural, um, state or or other place you think that um, 
dad will be the one who will be like, no, 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 you can't, especially to the girl, they'll be like, no, you exactly. can't do this. But it's, it was actually for you, it was actually the opposite. It's, I don't know, it's just amazing to know that you had, you had a father who was very supportive. Supportive, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because I don't blame the women. They are, you know, you know, they are brainwashed, I would say, to believe that things should happen in this way, no other way. Mm. And this is how they would, uh, they, they grew up. Yeah? Mm. I don't blame them. They, they yeah. see it that way. Yeah. Um, there is no, so I, in that way, I don't blame her because also there's an influence from other women in the family, like mm. your aunt. Mm. You know, when they sit down for tea and they talk, and like, okay, so has she found a husband yet? <laughs> and just like, the highest achievement. Uh, yeah. Exactly, and that's how they speak about it. If she doesn't, we have achieved nothing. And she would say, yeah, see, she just um, she did the PhD, and you know, oh, great, so she's nothing now, but, uh, but, you see the but is yeah. big. <laughs> So what? How does it? Fe- how does she feel now? She's the one there. How does she feel about you? Or how do do your family feel uh, when you, you achieved your PhD or where you are right now? How do they feel about it? Um. Okay. I think they are proud because mm. I'm the only uh, female family both sides from my mom's side and my father's side. You know, PhD now. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, thank you very much. So they're more proud, a little bit concerned about my personal life, but these are things they have no control over. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to just say your view about, you know, um, mm-hmm. that the personal life uh, being compared to your professional life how do you feel about it yourself what's your view about that um the question is just a bit not clear like uh, is it my my characteristic no 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 what's what's your view about um not achieving i don't know those personal things like marriage Mm -hmm. at a certain age what is your personal view yeah so it fluctuates uh, on some days you feel like okay I broke the cycle you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and on other days you'd be like what if I missed out so <laughs> mm-hmm. you never know like one day you'd be like no I got this and mm-hmm. uh, other days um, you see like maybe I did this wrong maybe I should have you know and the thing is 
when you engage in a kid, like you become a scientist, a woman especially, it mm. somehow it uses the way we think. Um, mm. We are more firm, we pay attention to detail, sometimes even less submission. Maybe some women will disagree with me, yes, I know. But okay. we get yeah, a little bit of traits that you might not find. So these traits, mm. I feel like they are the reason why uh, we're not pursuing on the personal life. We don't see it as important. We have something that we're following, feel passionate about. Mm. And mm. other women, they think, my passion is to find the one, you know? Yeah. And it would work hard to get that. I, I don't see it that way. I feel like it's because of my profession. Now I see what is important. Like, our priorities shift. Mm. And I don't know if that is helping us or something that we've encountered again. But, um, I'm not sure if I should share this, but I was speaking to a friend of mine. Um, men usually don't go for... Um, High achievers, especially mm. women, they feel mm. a bit either intimidated or overwhelmed that they handle too much maintenance. They say keyword too much maintenance. And I don't know, people have different views and what works for you, what works for you. Yeah. Exactly. I love that you said that. You know, what works for you works for you. And yeah. um, uh, when you talk about men not going for women who are achievers i tend to think that um <sighs> if someone cannot be in your space because you 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 know passionate about something it doesn't matter what you're passionate about uh-huh. because you're passionate about something it doesn't matter if it's school if it's education if it's you know, getting a PhD and moving up your career, if it's, you know, doing a certain career, just anything you're passionate about. It doesn't have to be career-based. If someone is not is not um, happy about that, or he, that thing that you're passionate about is pushing them away, then I don't think that person is right, worthy, yes, worthy yeah. to be in your space. So, yeah. I, I, <laughs> oh. I agree, because sometimes you have to dim your light, actually. Sometimes I have to act like dumb, you know, like I don't mm. know, so that so that I accommodate, so that yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I've learned this recently. It's my, <laughs> it's like this is my journey, you know. I've learned it. Like be yourself, be yourself. Before mm. I used to literally act like I don't know, even though deep down I know. But I just want the other party to feel comfortable in there or feel like they are in control because. Uh, uh, it's a trait of them. They want to feel like they are in control. So <laughs> sometimes you give them what you want. <laughs> so which is wrong. Which is wrong. I've learned it later. And now yeah. I'm actually in a new chapter of my life. Like I feel stronger. I'm independent. Uh, free and at peace. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. So, Afra, if I said yeah. that right, did I? <laughs> Yes, that's <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so, what are the? I, I I know we've mentioned a bit of the highs and lows, maybe mm-hmm. a bit here and there of what you've experienced throughout your journey. Um, mm-hmm. But before we go to that, uh, before we go to you uh, telling us more about that, maybe you could tell someone who doesn't know what what bioinformatics is. Uh, just um. Uh, 
what you, like for you what your career what you do you do how do you apply your skills how are they helpful for someone who's not in science such like things just give a brief of what you're currently doing or what you did before or maybe you know give explanations of your previous research or your current research if you want to and just just enlighten us learn oh, okay. language <laughs> <laughs> I hear it completely. Okay. Thank you for listening. You can now support this production through www.patreon.com slash the vulnerable scientist.